So you watched the film, Jack, be honest. I did. Lies. No, I watched More it. lies. I watched it. More lies. I, I watched it. Because of the end, Jack, because of the end by Roman. I did watch it, albeit 21 years ago. Ah, good one. So, um, today's film reviewing is Attack of the Clones, a Star Wars film. Second of the modern Star Wars movies. Second of the prequels, is that right, Roman? I think so, yes. May the Force be with you. Anyone? May the 4th. It's now August, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Blackadder's Employment Team podcast, where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. This podcast is aimed for managers and business owners and intends to keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. This is our Law Behind the Movies podcast series, or ELIP, Rex of Films You Love. Each week we'll watch a film, we'll use the podcast as a short and snappy film review with regular focus on any topical employment issues arising from the plot. So this week's podcast on Attack of the Clones, do you want to, Roman, do the brief plot in one sentence? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> a Jedi one. and a senator fall in love and go cross-galaxy on a few romantic getaways, whilst the rest of the galaxy are too busy starting a war to really <laughs> notice. <laughs> okay, so brief plot is basically Padme Amidala, stupid name, is the target of an assassination attempt. The Jedi Council assigned the deadly duo of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, and also Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen, to investigate an attempt to protect her. Obi-Wan goes to planet to planet in search of clues and winds up getting captured by the villainous Count Dooku. Stupid name again. <laughs> stupid name again. Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. So from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Anakin and Padme go planet to planet and wind up falling in love before going in search of the captured Obi-Wan. Having discovered a plot to overthrow the Republic, the trio now accompanied by the remainder of the Jedi engage in a losing battle with the Separatist droid army before the timely arrival of the newly formed clone army Juro turns the tide. Obi-Wan and Anakin have an epic lightsaber duel with Count Dooku. Stupid name. <laughs> Anakin actually loses an arm in the process. Aya. Aya. Yoda then saves the duo with an acrobatic display whilst Dooku makes his escape. So that's the brief plot um, for this story. So the question asked today is whether or not um, Anakin was an apprentice. So what are the key attributes to an apprentice, would you say, Roman? Well, the first one, Simon, is, is there a written agreement? Mm-hmm. Um, well, at no point in this film do we see a written agreement, which says that, <laughs> which I think is a fundamental flaw. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm with you Nevertheless, that. in Edmonds against Lawson and others, we see that an oral agreement may be enforced if it had been acted upon. Mm. So in this case, we would have to discuss whether there is an oral agreement. Okay, so again, we'll replay the scene, shall we, Jack? Yes, this is a demonstration of whether or not the apprentice is being trained. Shall I be um, Obi-Wan? You can be young um, Anakin, Jack. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll be the young Padawan. Okay, so I'll say, you seem a little on edge. Not at all. I haven't felt you this tense since we fell into the nest of Gundarks. You fell into that nightmare, Master, and I rescued you, remember? Oh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like, isn't it? It's like you and me are doing Alex Guinness. Um, 
You're sweating. Relax. Take a deep breath. I haven't seen her in 10 years, master. <laughs> okay. So, first blush, Obi-Wan does seem to be training Anakin, doesn't he? Yeah. does. That was the kind of vibe I got um, when watching it back. Mm-hmm. Feels like he's kind of going for training the young, the young master. Okay. So, first test, written agreement. No. would say it's oral agreement. Second test, is the apprentice being trained? I would say yes. Third test, Roman, is what? Does Anakin accept the training being given to him by Obi-Wan? Okay. And what scene are you going to recreate now, Roman? Well, in this case, Anakin and Obi-Wan meet Padme, and Padme tells the duo that she doesn't need more security. She needs answers. She wants to know who's trying to kill her. Okay, I'll play Obi-Wan, shall I? We are to protect you, Senator, not to start an investigation. We will find out who's trying to kill you, Padme. I promise you. We will not exceed our mandate, my young Padawan learner. I meant that in the interest of protecting her master, of course. We will not go through this exercise again, Anakin, and you will pay attention to my lead. (laughs) Why? What? Why else do you think we were assigned to her, if not to find the killer? Protection is a job for local security, not Jedi. It's overkill, master. Investigation is implied in our mandate. We will do exactly as the council instructed, and you will learn your place, young one. (laughs) feisty one so would you say that Anakin accepts the training I think it's fair to say Obi-Wan certainly considers Anakin as his apprentice based on referring to him as Padawan things like that Mm -hmm. but the tempers seem to flare when Mm. Anakin's deciding whether he's going to follow the guidance don't they okay and the fourth test Jack's whether or not Anakin's an apprentice so that would be about like the duration of the the duration of the contract if there Mm. is one so is it typically the apprenticeships should usually be for a fixed you know, defined term, um, but there's nothing of that nature here. No, um, and that's another reason it should be put, kind of put it in writing, and it avoids any ambiguity. Totally, it's a two-year, a two-year or a four-year apprenticeship, and does the person go to college and stuff like that? So, is Anakin an apprentice? Would you say people? I think he probably is, but he thinks he's maybe he thinks too he cool for school. Too cool for school. <laughs> like he thinks, he thinks he gains it all. Gains it all. Okay, so we think Anakin is an apprentice, don't we? So, employment issue number two is what, Jack? So, this is, what's the fundamental purpose of the contract, assuming it's an apprenticeship? Is it training, or is it undertaking work for the employer? Okay. We'll go to the scene whereby Obi-Wan and Anakin are in pursuit of a bounty hunter who has attempted to assassinate Padme and follow her into nightclub. Shall I play Obi-Wan, Jack, shall I? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you see him? I think he is a she, and I think she is a changeling. In that case, be extra careful. Go and find her. And I head towards the bar. No change there. Uh-huh. Where are you going, master? For a drink. No change there. <laughs> okay, so is um, Anakin being trained or is he working? What would you say, Roman? Under Scots law, apprenticeships are work-based programmes designed to develop skills through hands-on work. However, it is important to note that the key focus needs to be on the training of the apprentice rather than the execution of their work, as was confirmed in George Waller and Sons and later affirmed in Revenue and Customs Commissioners against Jones. So the essential characteristic of the apprentice-slash-employer relationship is that education is provided by the employer in exchange for the service of the apprentice. We see a similar situation arise later where the Jedi Council sent Anakin off to a new planet to act as a bodyguard to Padme without any supervision. 
Anakin holds up his end by following the instruction of his employer, but can we really say that Obi-Wan and the rest of the council are actually educating him? Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. I mean, I suppose that kind of potentially Anakin is working as a Jedi, isn't he? Or as a, a Padme, or as a kind of, what you call, a Padawan learner, isn't he, as a mm-hmm. Jedi? So he is yeah. potentially working. And he's also being trained by, by Obi-Wan, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, could you say that that would be like Roman coming in the first day of his traineeship and being sent to do an employment tribunal? I imagine that, Roman. I know. It'd be shocking, wouldn't it? Crazy. But it does, I mean, it's, I don't know, it kind of feels like he's been left to his own devices to a large extent, which arguably that waters down the the notion of training. Totally, totally, totally. Issues three and four, what are we talking about then, guys, for these ones? Go on then. Job security. Mm -hmm. Well, in the chase for Count Count Dooku towards the end of the film, Padme is knocked out by the ship by a laser, uh, leaving Anakin and Obi-Wan to pursue Count Dooku. Okay, I'll be Obi-Wan, shall I, Jack? You can be um, Anakin. Okay. Follow that speeder. Lower the ship. I can't take Dooku alone. I need you. If we catch him, we can end his war right now. We have a job to do. I don't care. Put the ship down. You'll be expelled from the Jedi Order. I can't leave her. Come to your senses. What do you think Padme would do were she in your position? She would do her duty. <laughs> That was very good, wasn't it? Great action both I of us. I thought it was in the film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so talking about that, is there job security, would you say, in this case? I mean, he does talk about potentially expelling Anakin from the Jedi Order. Well, I think Obi-Wan might want to rethink his attitude just a little bit here mm-hmm. because apprentices actually carry increased rights in respect of the termination of their employment. Enlighten me, Roman, enlighten me. Well, Simon, in revenue <laughs> and customs against Jones and others, it was said that the ordinary law as to dismissal does not apply to contracts of apprenticeship. It can be brought to an end by some fundamental frustrating event or repudiatory act, but not by conduct that would ordinarily justify dismissal. It would appear that the frustrating or reputatory act must have the effect of fundamentally undermining the ability to teach the apprentice. This may, this may bring up a little bit more scope for debate, because by refusing to follow the instruction, Anakin might be said to be undermining his master's ability to teach him. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, that's pretty common theme mm-hmm. throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I watched it, I remember it struck me. I was a trainee solicitor at the time I watched it, and it did strike me that you know, crikey, I would never, you know, I would never take that line of um, interaction with Simon. Would you not, Jack? As a young Padawan master. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, there's another scene that I think we should reenact. Okay. Who do you want to play, Jack? I'll be Obi Wan this time. Put do this, it then. Let's put the shoe on the other. Go on foot. then. Go on then. You be Obi Wan. It's been my experience that senators are only focused on pleasing those who fund their campaigns and they're more than willing to forget the niceties of democracy to get those funds. Not in the lecture, Master. Not in the economics of politics. So again, this is kind of Anakin's being a bit attitude, isn't he? A bit of an attitude problem for Anakin. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? I think so, but I don't know if it's enough that it would like, be a continued at- attitude forming a breach. Okay. Uh, as per the case of Maria Gatillo against GX Consultancy Limited, the apprentice's conduct must be so bad that it becomes impossible for the employer to teach them their trade. That's quite a high bar, and ultimately Anakin does tend to relinquish and follow the teachings Obi-Wan's putting before him. It's not like he then turns on his employer, starts a galactic war, murders a bunch of people <laughs> because he's quite unhappy with what he's been told. Or is it? 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 
Okay, so we've discussed, um, first of all, whether or not Anakin's an apprentice. We say he is. We've discussed, secondly, whether or not he's actually been trained or working. And we think both, don't we? Yeah. We've discussed job security. And again, although um, um, Obi-Wan threatened to expel him, I think he probably is working, isn't he? Job security is yes. fine. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think he meets all the tests to be an apprentice. And consequently, he is... Um, afforded a higher amount of protection by the law and should care should be taken by Obi-Wan if he were to dispose of the Padawan's services. Good. And I guess our time here is done, folks. We've not actually had time to discuss a couple of takeaways I took from the film that was Anakin has a severe dislike of sand. Did you guys pick that up? <laughs> that was really clear in the film, yeah. wasn't it? Very clear yes. in the film. Well, Shaq, can we not discuss... Obi-Wan was rocking the long hair before it was trendy. Uh, R2-D2 was eavesdropping on that conversation. And there was some bugs kind of slithered into oh, good <laughs> one, Jack. Princess good one, Leia's Jack. bed. Good one, Jack. You watched that YouTube clip I gave to you. <laughs> Not the film at all. Um, okay, so take away tips. Tip number one is what, Jack? So make sure to ensure that you've got a written contractual agreement dictating quite clearly whether the employee is indeed an apprentice or not. As well, make sure if it's going to be a fixed term contract, it's quite clear on the nature of the responsibilities and obligations of both parties. Good. Tip two, Roman, is what? Remember that the primary focus is the training of the apprentice, not the execution of their work. And tip three, I think, is the fact, remember, there should be a higher standard required before you can dismiss an apprentice. What may normally be qualified may not reach a standard because, again, there are more increased employment rights do apprentices. Yes? Yes. So, marks of 10 for this film, Jack. What mark of 10 would you give this film? Attack of the Clones, if you were to watch it. Not as good as The Empire Strikes <laughs> okay. Back. I'm going to go with a seven and a half. Okay, good. Roman, for you? The nostalgia for it being one of my childhood films. I'm going to give it a nine. <laughs> a, nine. a nine. A nine. Highest mark. Yeah, Roman. Uh, yeah. I'll give an 8.5. Okay, so what film should we discuss next week, Jack? Any thoughts? <laughs> Mm. it's going to be the last episode isn't it so we need mm. to think of a good one here mm-hmm. mm. you've loved the chick flicks so far Becky Bruce Jones' true. Diary and yep. I've had the time of my life helping oh, out on these podcasts good one good one <laughs> shall we do a Dirty Dancing shall we Jack are you game to do Dirty Dancing I'm game for watching Dirty Dancing so next week we can watch Dirty Dancing and we can see whether or not it was fair for the employer to have dismissed Joni Right, that's done today, Roman. Well, there's one other thing, Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners, if you've enjoyed today's podcast and indeed the rest of the season and you'd like further employment law updates from ourselves, you can give me an email at roman.mackenzie at blackadders.co.uk to be added to our mailing list. Are you a Mackenzie or a Mackenzie? I'm a Mackenzie. M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. There we go. Good, are we done here? We're all done. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Can you see him? I think he is a she. And I think she is a challenging. (laughs) (laughs) I should have spotted that. So, can you see him? I think he is a she. And I think she is challenging. (laughs) Is that wrong? What's she? (laughs) (laughs) Can you see him? I think he is a she. And I think she's... <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad.